Cook. Yeah, dude. Good morning in Paris. They gotta find you a voice for that. It's, yeah. It's, it's like upsetting and shocking. Like it, like it always catches me off guard. And I'm just like, this doesn't feel human, but it feels too. And on your left. <laughs> like, exactly. Like it feels too close to trying to be human. That's just yeah. like, it's the uncanny valley of voices. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say it's the uncanny valley. Like, it feels yeah. like it's trying so hard, it feels extra not. Yeah. 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 It, rem- it reminds me of um, when I was in Indianapolis for my uncle's wedding a few weeks ago. My, I guess. Like I consider him my uncle, but he's technically like my cousin. He's my mom's cousin, so like it doesn't like translate to uncle, but whatever. Um, he, he was he was driving us around because they had they drove they drove there from Massachusetts, so he had his big like suburban, and um, he uses like just like an old school like block GPS instead of like his like phone GPS, and like it's just like it's so it just feels so like two thousand and ten all the time. <laughs> And like the audio and like its movements and it's still like jerky and like always rerouting and I was like, dude, why are you doing this? Uh, Does he have a phone that can like that could be doing it? Yeah, but his thing was like, well, like, what if I am somewhere like in the desert and I lose service? But like this always has service, but it's like satellite. And it's like we're in Indianapolis, dude. Like you can use how often is he in the desert? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yikes. Like I get, I get it. I get it. If you're like going outside the country, because you don't have to use like data and all stuff. But I was like, you don't have to do this right now. You're just choosing to do this. It's going to become a thing, though, right? Because like that's how it goes. All old things come back, right? Cool and hip. So like people are gonna get tired of like phone GPS and are gonna go back to picking up those like analog, well not analog, but like uh, detached uh, GPS systems, right? It's gonna be the cool thing. <laughs> I can make it have an Australian accent. Hey, we did make it do. I I had a little garment, and I one thing that I do like about them all is that like they always say when they're recalculating, so you know when you went the wrong way. Mm. But like Google Maps doesn't do that. It just yeah. rerouts, but yeah, it doesn't like vocalize doesn't that it's rerouting. Apple Maps does. I hate Apple Maps. Listen, Apple Maps. that's okay. You can hate all you want. I love Apple Maps. I do. I hate Apple. Okay, this had an awesome story. My friend always uses Apple Maps, and she hates it. And she always uses it because it just comes up first in her phone, and she's like always moving too fast for her own good. Allie Meyer uses Google. Uses Apple Maps. <laughs> And every time, and every time it takes us some weird way, we get lost, something happens. And so we were going on road trip and I was like, Ali, can we please use Google Maps? And so we switched to Google Maps and it was better for a while, but then something weird was happening. And because of like how she was conditioned to Apple Maps, like she was freaking out trying to listen to Google Maps because it was just like Apple Maps tells you to turn too early, but that's better than too late. And so like, that she was getting all confused because Google Maps is saying like, get in this lane when you're supposed to, but we would take Apple Maps and we'd be like, make a right. And then we would always turn too early and be like, here, what, what? And then, so then we switched and got so lost and she was yelling at me. And then Google Maps says like, you know, it shows you all the stupid ass routes that you could take that like, we'll take, like, it'll be like, no tolls, 75 minutes longer. Like, why the fuck do I, why would I <laughs> take that route instead? I would never do that. Right. 
sometimes it just is like, oh, here's another way you can go. And so she was getting all confused and it was very stressful for approximately three minutes. And then we resolved it. I prefer the Google Maps is what I'll say. Oh, <laughs> I think, I, I think what that story kind of highlights is that once you find the map system that works for you, you kind of just have to stick with it. Yeah. Like any shifting is going to cause some issues. So I'm in too deep now. I can't, I can't become a Google Maps person. You know, it's too late. Ship has sailed. <laughs> um, that's fair enough. I do, I use Google Maps. I find that Google Maps works really well for my biking. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's like very seamless with biking and with Lyft. Like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna take the train or take the Uber, like it all syncs up. It shows you the option on Google Maps. Mm -hmm. yes. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. All right. I just I just ordered myself a Wi-Fi extender, so essentially it's gonna create another hub right next to me. So then it should cover all corners of the apartment. Hopefully. Let's see how it works. I am intrigued. I, I kind of want to see the layout of this place in person because like Wi-Fi routers are really powerful these days. So I'm kind of curious how it's not like getting at you. Like the, there's just like several walls and I don't know. It's like the complete opposite side. Like yeah. as far away as you can get. Yeah. I mean, and, and like it's it's getting to me, but like I am constantly with everything that I'm always doing. I'm constantly putting a lot on my like GPU, so like I need yeah. to have I need to have a more stable connection. <laughs> hmm. Makes sense. How many? Uh, what's the download upload? Like, what's it supposed supposed to be ideally? I don't fucking know. I I don't I don't remember the numbers. I have to go and dig it up. I can look. I can try. I don't even know where to look at it. I want to get that FiOS one day. I still haven't, haven't gone to play around with that FiOS, and I hear it's great. But yeah, we're, we, we can't. Yeah, just never live in the right. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I live in some pretty major metropolitan areas. I don't know why I'm not getting FiOS. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler. Whenever you're ready. Dude, you should be getting FiOS. Listen, I want it so bad. I, I tried to get it when we were in Prague. I don't remember. I was very upset. They lied to me. They said I could get it. Huh. Who, who does that? Verizon? Verizon has Fios? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know. Verizon. All right, there we go, finally. Okay. Quiet. Where's my character sheet? Quiet. Hey. When did they make a tabletop royal role-playing game for dogs? When's that happening? Someone get on that. My, she agrees? My link speed right now is 866 megabytes per second. Oh, that's excellent. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's almost a gig yeah. per second. Oh my God. Yeah, that's excellent. I was going to say, I feel like when I lived in Boston, like I, when I was having trouble with my Wi Fi, it was like 25. Mm. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. 
Let's see if you can get real hot in there. So, what'd you say? Yeah. Well, it's well. So it's saying that's what that's like the what it can get maxed out at on with with my with my system is eight hundred sixty six megabytes. Megab that's not what you're act. That might not be what you're actively getting. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Like 25 is still rock and roll when you're on my PlayStation. 25? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> no, it's, it's like maybe like like 250. Yeah. I, I, I like, but like for like, like for like download speeds, like upload speeds are, are a lot, a lot slower. Mm. But, but download, you got to have that, have that going a little bit. My old apartment, I was getting KBPs. <laughs> was your old apartment in like the early 2000s dude i don't know but then but then as soon as i hardwired everything as soon as i was using ethernet yeah, it was yeah. it jumped up like yeah like, well uh, well that's my thing is because i had everything hardwired at last apartment and now i can't across the apartment so like yeah i i feel like everything's like where is my power you know and it's just like <laughs> it's not used to having to do all this so it's like catching up yeah but, you just have to run a really long cable. I I have I have like a hundred hundred foot Ethernet cables that I could make it work, but then it looks so bad. Like it's like yeah. going up the ceiling and along. Mm -hmm. the wall. Mm -hmm. Like Tyler had in his old apartment, it was like no, across the whole ceiling. There's no good way to do it. it really isn't. Uh, I so lost I, my uh, security deposit because I duct taped it all. All right. <laughs> yeah. I I wonder. It's it, it's like. Because the, the extender that I got is like a uh, Xfinity like one, and I, I don't know anything, about, I don't like know how it's set up. So when it gets here, I'll see if maybe they have like maybe it has like its own Ethernet plugin. Because if it yeah, did, that would be fucking, fucking that would be fucking dope. Thanks for it right here and hardwire everything right here. Uh -huh. Yeah, and this is because what, what I need right now, honestly, is more wires underneath and around my desk because like like the 45 that i have aren't enough right now. <laughs> one more i won't tell you yeah i That's just like, ordered like a, a bunch of organizational stuff so i can yep. like, touch away and like band it all together and organize it table management my dad loves that stuff like it's his like it's his like re like it's his uh, color by numbers like he just loves cable management <laughs> so he's coming here to help me move and yeah, i'm kind of i'm kind of mixed about it but i'm glad that he's coming for the sole reason that he can reorganize all my cables because my cable management skills suck <laughs> yeah. uh next sunday a week nice nice wait are you going up to um san diego oakland yeah. oakland no. oakland 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 yeah beautiful oakland gonna be by the lake uh living on top of a target which uh i'm very excited for yeah that's cool <laughs> that's gonna be great uh i'm never going to need to uber alcohol again i'm just gonna <laughs> mosey on downstairs and get it for myself yeah everything yeah you'll be all right very cool Exactly. It'll be the perfect uh, little goblin bunker for me to lock myself inside of as I write my dissertation. There you go. I'll never need to leave. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I won't be able to. Last time I 
time we talked to you, you didn't even have a. Oh my God, Gary. <laughs> it it's looks just... like it's like part of the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this it's is. Not... Uh... What are you? What are you looking at? I I sent pictures of like the wires under and around my um, desk, just ooh. like falling all over. It's not good. <laughs> oh no. I, have you ever seen um, the, the picture of the dude who created uh, Pirate Bay in like his in like his basement? I'm, I'm gonna find that and go. Also, we can get started. I I do need to take the dog out in like 20 minutes. So oh shoot. Yeah, right. have to stop again, yeah, his room's like full of wires, right? Yeah. It's got like is it even still active. What does this is matter? Um I think it is. I think they've been in litigation forever. Shoot. But like they haven't stopped. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh my god, that's Is that Matthew Lillard? I know, look, it just looks like Shaggy. <laughs> it really does. Like this is some excellent Shaggy cosplay. Yeah. Also, what is with all what is that? That's not aluminum foil. What is that? Yeah, I don't like it, it looks like a, like a space blanket. Yeah. It's got some uh I don't know, it's got some uh what do you call it? Like doom bunker kind of vibes. Like <laughs> yeah, some like conspiracy day prepper type of deal. Yeah, there we yeah, prepper, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Shoot. Speaking of I'm, being prepared. Great segue. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> using all my jargon listen man if we do if we do make this a podcast people love the the intro rambles like they love it all right <laughs> I, I i forgot what we were recording <laughs> this has no relevant bearing on anything none whatsoever we're also, we're also sending photos which is not an audio no, so. no, you put that in the show notes you know you only yeah, yeah yeah here's the references we made in the episode just for you to talk about. yeah here's a, here's a photo bucket link to all the pictures <laughs> Here's my Flickr account. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> no, they haven't updated it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm in the wrong. Right. I, oh, also, so <laughs> I, 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 I've been keeping track of all the times you have given me inspiration, which is now twice. Are, are we doing a comp compounding inspiration or are we doing the rule where it's, you only can have one inspiration at a time? I, uh, one at a time. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I also have one last interjection. Okay. I've been. Inspiration. You can have two, but you can't use them both. Like you can't be no, like. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not saying use them both at the same time, but I'm saying can I have two and use them, use inspiration two separate times? Oh yeah. I okay. didn't realize they did that. So if I don't realize it, then. I I just I keep track of everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Where you can only have one inspiration in your bank until you use it. So, so like rules as written in D and D is you're only allowed to bank one inspiration, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> uh, if I said it, and then I didn't catch myself, and that's that's on me. So the teacher gives you a, you know, marks a wrong one right. You just keep moving. You don't assign homework. There's nothing to do. Like. Do you know? Okay. 
my left side back. I also have a lasting projection. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> 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 we're still, we're still playing. We clearly have too much to say. <laughs> we just want to have enough time for no, I you know, know. What, like teachers don't really assign homework anymore. No, y- yes. Okay, so what? What are you talking about? What? <laughs> in, at least fifty so, so percent of the problems school, with my kids is that they don't do their homework. No, in my what? school, in my school, they're not allowed to give homework. Like it is in is in the curriculum for like the district to not give homework. Yeah. So like, yeah. Be, be, and, then, and this was before COVID too. They don't want to. Okay, granted, like my school that I work in has an extended day, like it's 7.30 to 3.15. So it's like, it's a long day. So they say like, they're supposed to get all the work done that they want to get done and then not give the kids any homework. But like te- parents will come in for parent-teacher conferences and be like, listen, my, my, like, well, the teacher's like, my kid says they don't get homework. Is that true? Or are they lying to me because they don't want to do the homework? And the teacher's are like, no, we don't give homework. And then but some parents are like, okay, my kids doesn't. I don't want my kid to to move on past middle school if they don't understand anything. So can you please give them homework so they can like get better? And teachers are like, yes, I will absolutely do that. But parents have to specifically request to have homework given to their kid in order for for anything to get sent home. How do you not know that your school, the school that your child attends, doesn't give homework? How do you not look into that? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that homework is all that great anyways. I, I'm kind of actually kind of opposed to the idea of homework. I really do think. Like, no, yeah, sounds, like you're pro, sounds like you're pro, pro homework. I'm, I'm anti-homework, buddy. All right. Uh, burn it down. Uh, homework is the dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's, that's wild. I've not mm-hmm. heard this. Your kids don't have homework, Jordan? I mean, I, I have kids that go to all different schools. I don't, most of my kids don't really go to school, but the ones that do don't have homework. And I, they're like, or like they, if they're, if they're in like elementary school, like they only get homework on Wednesdays. I don't, there's actually like a lot of research that says like homework doesn't actually improve. Right. It doesn't actually. It's busy. So it's like, why give it? But I have a lot of parents that are like, you know, why don't you have home? Like they don't believe exactly what Kelly said. They don't believe their kids, and then they're fighting, and then I'm dealing with the repercussions of this child not getting homework, and the parent being like, "This kid has no responsibility after school because they're supposed to come home and do their homework, and they don't have any homework. So, like, why would they come home?" Yeah, I th- there's also so Jordan had a kid um, who the deal like in her IEP it was written that she can only get graded on work that she finishes and passes in. So if she just doesn't do a bunch of work, she doesn't take zeros on work in the finish. So right, she, this, it's like she, she can pick and choose. Let's go. <laughs> like that's a, that's a great that's system. A great yeah. She's gonna bank a hundred on the very last assignment and then walk right. out. Or or the very <laughs> or the or the very first one where it's like yeah. the, the basic foundational, and then you don't have to learn all the rest of it. Like that. <laughs> Hell yeah, oh, man. That's nice. I'd love that. I wish I could have done that. Like, I'll I'll give you one really really great paper. <laughs> I'll give you one okay paper. Like I'll give you a B plus paper and call it a yeah. day. Uh, speaking of which, Jordan just finished everything. Uh, yeah, uh, and she got her final grades back today. She graduated with a three point nine eight GPA, which she is up, up, to, 
upset about because there's one assignment that knocked her down point zero. Oh, she's one of those. Oh, I, that, happened, on. that happened to me. I, that happened to me. Huh? Three point nine seven. A minus in one class. Oh, oh no, 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 no. One assignment. So the she's gonna come. Oh, we're getting, we're getting the color cup. Okay. <laughs> and the asterisk. Here's Jordan's okay. one thing. Where's the camera? Okay. I'm mad because I have all A's for all of grad school, but I don't have a 4.0 because I had one A minus. And the other reason I'm even more mad is because the A minus was in a stupid like field, like my field seminar where we just talk about my internship. I got an A minus because the, the professor was a fucking idiot and she gave me the wrong person's Great and like the wrong. It wasn't even hers. Like, like, like hey, all, Monica, all, all of the notes and feedback. comments, they weren't even for her. But I knew that I still had an like I had enough points, so I still had an A. And it was spring semester of last year when we were literally. I got the grade back when we were in a fucking Airbnb in, in like, in West, like Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. On our move back here. We're like so we're not even gonna. Do, I didn't even gonna have Wi-Fi to email her and be like, "Hey, this was stupid. Why did you do this?" <laughs> but I was like, "I have an A." Like it's. And then I did not realize that an A minus brings your GPA down. Otherwise, I would have thought. And it's, so it's just the principle of the thing, you know? Right. That it wasn't even her grade. Right. What do you do with those grades, Jordan? <laughs> like... No. I understand. I understand completely. Yeah. It's so annoying. Well, at least in our hearts, you got an A. Absolutely. You're the valedictorian of this group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in August, when we all come and visit, yeah i i know my family my family wants to do a grad party for her mid-june kelly asked his family if they can do a party without even asking me first which (laughs) i feel like anyone who knows me even a little bit would not do that yeah but i i just want to have a barbecue i want to have a party so we're gonna do that (laughs) but yes when you guys when you guys come one of our one of our celebrations will be. Um, but I want, like, I want you to wear a cap and gown, and I want to hand you a diploma. Yeah. Oh, we can have like our own ceremony. Pop and circumstance. Like, I would oh, do my MSW diploma, so it's only right that he draws yours too. Yeah, my 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 mom was like, "Oh, when's her graduation?" And I was like, "I like she doesn't, she's not doing that." It's like so, like today, it's she's done. Like, hooray! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jordan. Bye. Bye. Can't wait to see you. He's left. All right. All right. Let's roll. Let's roll. The last we left you guys, the lollipop guild. You know, it works. <laughs> could write, I could write that in. It could be, you know, all gnomes and halflings just working together. Um, you guys had killed all of the night blades outside of the bathhouse at night because you were sneaking in to go root out the followers, the, the, the dead three cultists that are running around the city causing a stir. They're killing people, torturing people, kidnapping people. You're doing this for the Flaming Fist. And, uh, yeah, you guys were at the bar, you did your scouting, you walked over, killed a bunch of people, 
in pretty hilarious ways. And no one's come to investigate, and you are in the empty pool. So we're all right. We're we're in the pool. Did we do looting and stuff last time? Yeah. Nobody had anything special on them. Okay. Yeah. So now we're in this empty room. The pool to the right is empty. The pool to the left is still full. All right. We gotta investigate this pool to the right here. Try to figure out what mechanism activates some sort of door here. Oh, you yeah. You remember the code? The it just saved the haircut. Wait, what? The code is just the the knocking that. Oh, uh, oh, the knock. Okay, so Shabazz heard, or the girl. I don't know the girl's name. Yeah. Um, Shabazz. Shabazz heard. Um, Shabazz and Shabazz. Shabazz palaces. Um. Okay, but like, but where do we do we know where do we know where to do this knock? It's on the door, right? On the door to the what door? Um, we're, we're, we're inside. We're inside. Oh. We're in the pool. We're wet. Are we wet? No, there's no water in the pool. No, there's no. But it, that's what I'm saying. I think I think <coughs> the entrance is in this empty pool. Somehow, I think there's some sort of mechanism here. But that's what I thought. I thought we saw a drain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Drain. And the drain was weird. And we could sense that it was more shallow. Yeah. Okay. Is is the drain still in place, or does it look like it was like removed or anything? No, it's still right there. I like lift it, like put my fingers in it, and like kind of try to pry it up. Yeah, sure. Roll up uh, strength. Fifteen. Was it fifteen? Yeah. Um, it has some give to it, almost as if it's like hinged at some point, but you can't exactly pull it up and out. Okay, so I I I think it does open, but we need to. I think it's, it doesn't open manually; it opens mechanically. So I think that maybe it's like a button or a lever or something. I mean, but we also have this knock. I buy some knock on. Do I knock on? Yeah. Like, are there two? <clears throat> are there two doors like inside this room? There's like two yeah, private, so, like, the private, the private massage. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure the one like on the right. I, I don't know. Just my the, own mental. Yeah, like, the one, one, one of them was, was the one that the, that was getting knocked on. Well, because our plan like was someone was going to turn invisible and knock. Well, I I did. I knocked on the front door. Because the the masseuse Shebaz didn't specify where she heard the knocking. She just heard that she said that when she was leaving for the night, there was general knocking coming from the building. You got it. So it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily on, in her masseuse cubicle the knocking was coming from, but it was in here somewhere. I don't know if it's knocking on there. I don't know if it's knocking on like the drain itself or the pool or what. All right, I misunderstood. But we just caused promotion and murder, so I feel like we got to figure this out quick before reinforcements or whatever sort of police or you know guard comes. And all right, but I guess I, I, but I guess I mean we are working for the guard. But well, I'm gonna quickly go and, and do the knock on the doors just just to check. All right, and then I'm gonna knock on like the drain. I guess see if that doesn't. All right. I just want to like feel around the rest of the walls. Feel the draining and like, like any kind of anomaly, like like some give or like a button or like something that something out of place. You don't you don't see anything out of place, but you do see on a couple tiles and a couple knobs and a couple like things you see around pools like metalwork. Um, what looks like not almost like a symbol or an insignia of like a bridge, like a very simple like 
like a line, two lines down, and then it curves up, and then there's a bunch of like suspension wires. Got it. Um, when Zoop, you do it on the doors, nothing happens. But Saren, when you do it on the drain, very slowly, you realize why your strength check didn't work was because you hear a latch like click. And then the drain lifts up, but not too far. And then the tiles like roll back and it like, you basically see like an opening now, like a square hole that's about like three feet wide in the pool in front of you. Um, and then there's like kind of like a dangling rope and it like, like whooshes aside for a second. What's your AC? That's a fun question. I still have mage armor. Wait, did I cast mage armor? Yes, I would have. So it'd be right now it'd be 15. Okay. You sort of peer in to see what the deal is with this hole. And at first you don't see anything, but then you get thwacked on the side of the head and you look back and in, in, in the place where nothing was a second ago, where a hit came from is now a, like a decrepit looking man with like long matted hair and like a beard. And he's holding a, a flail, but on the end of the flail is a skull with like glowing ish eyes that you just got hit by. You suffer six points of bludgeoning damage. All right, I, as he hits you, like, what the fuck? What was that for, bud? <laughs> yeah, you, we're, we're in initiative. <laughs> A little late for pacifism! <laughs> uh, I guess you're right. Oh, wait. Are my advantages still in play from the T's? Oh, yeah. Okay. Does the initiative count as a ability check? So do we get advantage on it? No, because it necessitates the employ of an ability, but not necessarily the ability itself, right? Okay. Like it's only using it as like a, since there is no other stat that could be independent of it. I, a specific ability check, like, like a specific, like I'm doing, I want to do this. Right. No, yeah. I, and it's like, it's, it is more passive. I, I understand what you're saying. All right. Yeah. Uh, my, I got an 11. Yes. Mine is Okay. 16. Nice. Did you guys also know that in rules is written, natural 20s and un anything other than combat doesn't do anything extra? Yeah. But I think that's very, very boring. <laughs> yeah and like so unrewarding i also think that mm -hmm. what i'm going to start doing for anything that i dm is that natural 20s in combat instead of just rolling double dice where you can theoretically you know roll two ones i'm going to start doing you automatically roll max damage on one die on one die and then you roll another die on top of it so oh that's like, cool if, if you roll one die and then add max damage to that die mm. so that so that because then it because then crits feel powerful because like yeah. nothing's worse than like Especially if you're like a spellcaster and you don't, you don't, it's just like a flat roll, like you don't get to add anything to it. And it's like, oh, say so I get to roll 40, 10, and then your total is like seven. I'm like, yeah, oh, like, that's, like that's not a good, that's not a good crit. No. See, I feel like I would still keep the double dice because I think there, there's like joy in holding all those dice and like shaking and rolling them. And yeah. maybe just like the lowest die. Oh yeah, class. maybe yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I, I, I like one. that. So, so, so roll it, and then one gets replaced as max. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The rules is written. D D can be kind of bland. It can be a little, yeah. It can be a little dull. Yeah. Homebrew rules. <laughs> you buy these expansion packs that come up with new rules that don't really uh, 
tell you a lot. <laughs> right. You, you, get, you get more more vague things to question. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, we're initiative. Who's, who's up right now? Uh, Serafina's up. So what I'll say is like, here, I'll, I'll just draw it. Cool. Who am I? I'm no. I'm. Oh, I'm I'm Jake. Are you the green guy? No, I'm oh, Jake. No, you're Jake. Shoot, what's on? You're like over you're, here. You're the red guy, and Seraphina's oh the little green man. Yeah. So th this is in the the empty pool itself, or in the entire room? In the empty pool itself. Okay. He disappeared then. Once we've revealed the area. Yep. He was invisible, so when he attacked with a melee move, he got revealed. <laughs> he will be, he'll be this red guy. He's the only one that I can see staring yep. straight into it. Yep. So he's about, like, he's looking at you pretty much eye to eye. He's clearly standing on, like, a step. But, so, like, half his body is, like, below and half his body is above. But, you know, he's five feet, six feet tall, so he's eye to eye with you. It's Seraphina's turn first. Okay. I'm going to, which one am I? Green? You're the green uh, pirate. She's, she's like she's like 10 feet from it. yeah she's like 10 feet yep okay i'm gonna go up to him on my great okay 22 uh yeah <laughs> that'll be fine uh, 11... so he's gonna chop his head off <laughs> i don't know 11 slashing damage okay that's it all right that's, yeah the, uh that's really good a lot of blood comes out of his shoulder as you get a nice slash is that all? Yeah. Cool. Zook, it's your turn. You're probably 10 feet away diagonally. Okay. And he, all we're seeing is the, the flail as far as weapons go? Yep. All right. Um, how are people looking? Are people healthy? Are people bleeding yeah. a bit? I'm fine. Sir, fans good? How are you, Sarah? VM, can I answer freely? Yeah. Well, what, what, what would I see? Like... Yeah. I I'm, I got a little bruised up, but I'm not, like, the flail caught me off guard, but I'm not, like, bleeding or anything. You just asked my permission to tell your co-companion co how much HP you have? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want, like, I don't want to just, just meta and be like, oh, I'm X out of X, but, like, I'm okay. like, you know, how much can I give without making him roll for perception? Yeah, I got you. In that case, I will use a bardic inspir or give a bardic inspiration rather to Serafina. Serafina's doing a lot of damage, so I'll hopefully help that. So yeah, you have a D6 uh, for what is it? I should know this by now. Ability checks, attack rolls, or saving throws uh, for the next ten minutes. So basically everything. Yeah, except damage. Death saves and damage and uh, and death saves yeah. Actually, wait, no, death, it's a death saving throw. Yeah, but... But like, it's so, not really, yeah. So, like, the way that we do death saves, it wouldn't necessarily be strictly, like, advantageous because, yeah. again, rules is written are above 10 is a save and below 10 or 10 or below is a fail. But the D6 so will like, yeah. Yeah, you might, yeah, you might still screw yourself. So. That's fair, yeah. All right, um, so yeah, I'll inspire Serafina. Picking, like, uh, furiously picking away at my loot. There's a crackling of uh, bright gold energy that uh, I'm sort of balling up around the... What is the hole called in a guitar? What is that? What, what, is, what is that? Uh, I don't know I don't what know. that is. I, 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 I don't... 
I can't. I'll look it up. But but as as I'm as I'm like uh, picking away, like energy is forming there, and as I slash one final power cord, it shoots forward uh, and yeah. use Seraphia with a uh, inspiration. You want to know what it's called? What is it? Mm -hmm. It's called the sound hole. <laughs> <laughs> so the sound hole. Yeah. So from out of your your big sound hole, Julian. Do <laughs> even have those? Like, I don't know, whatever. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They got, they got a little one. All right. And then as a as a little thing, I'll cast vicious mockery towards the uh, creature that stands before us. Uh, I will let him know that flails are actually out of season. Uh, they are more of a summertime uh, weapon and that he really needs to rethink his uh, his his weapon to armor pairing choices. All right, um, wisdom. Yeah, yes, wisdom saving throw, DC 13. Uh, he fails. Okay, so he's going to take 1d4 of psychic damage. Okay. Yikes. Uh, that's one point of damage, but more importantly, uh, has disadvantage on his next attack roll. Okay, great. And that's it. Okay, nice. Um, okay, it's his turn, and he doesn't, he, he let you, he loudly says, I don't like that song! They are in season! And he's gonna, all right, he, yep, he yells those two things, and he targets you, uh, Zook. That's mean. Yep. What's your AC? It is 14. 14? All right. He hits. Shoot. You can hear him muttering wait, under Wait, with what, what? What's the attack? Oh, he's telling me right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from out of the ground around you come these shadowy hands, some of which are like almost corporeal and some of which are in some have some are just bones and some are full hands and they wrap around your legs and climb up your body and start to claw. Uh, you had a nightmare about this last night. Oh God! <laughs> you feel cold in a way that you've never felt cold before, and you take eight points of necrotic damage. Uh oh! <laughs> uh, I, I'm coughing blood, just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And then he's going to he's going to try to escape down the hole. He's going to try to to bail. Um, so that'll incur an attack of opportunity from the two of you guys. Yeah, he didn't realize there were three people here, and he's clearly outnumbered. Wait, he's trying to go back down the hole? Yeah, yep. So as he, like, slides Scooby-Doo style sort of down, like, the ramp. Um, Seven. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, sorry. Oh, do you uh, want to hit him? No. Uh, I'm trying to hit him with my dagger. I got a 14. You got a 14? To hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, that's gonna be four points of piercing damage. Nice. All right, yeah, you get him right behind the ear as he goes down. You hear a groan and he uh, disappears into the dark. Shut up. Quick Ronin. All right, so are there stairs going down or is it just the rope? Yeah, there's stairs. The rope is just to pull the thing back over when you're like going oh. down. You can surmise. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's just a base set of stairs. But it's really, really, really dark. Like, darker than our dark vision? Could... No, like, regular dark. But that he was able to, like, disappear, kind of. Okay. Uh, I want to cast Minor Illusion and send just, like a, some, like, a light source. Just, like, a little ball of light. As far as, what's the range? 30 feet. So, like, 30 feet in front of me. 
Okay. Uh, I, like down the stairs. From whisper to screen objects. I hmm. So so okay. So like so, with that, I feel like it's like a it's like a Game Boy where like it doesn't give off light, but it does give off mm-hmm. image. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. All right, that, makes that makes sense. Um, I feel like it's kind yeah, of like yeah. a, like two D like three by three kind of or like six by six kind of thing, not like a source of anything. All right. Well, how about this with precipitation? I can create an instantaneous harmless sensory effect, such as a shower of sparks, a puff of wind, there you go. Notes. So yeah. like, just like a little, yeah, like a little flame. Yeah, yeah. in minor illusion, it even says the image can't create sound, light, smell, or any other sensory effect. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, it, I would take prestidigitation for doing that, yeah. Yeah, this prestidigitation <laughs> does do sensory stuff, but the range is only 10 feet, okay. as, opposed to, as opposed to 30 feet. Okay. So 10 feet in front, like is it can i see anything 10 feet down the stairs with this with these sparks you just see like more more stairs pretty much you can you can guess that it's probably about like 20 feet of stairs all right honestly we're probably better off just using our dark vision than me screwing it up with a faint dim light so well it looks like we're going down friends so how what's what's what do you want our march in order to be i'll uh wait you're wait are we out of initiative we're still in initiative um i'll say you're still in initiative but you're in like a safe zone yeah yeah Yeah. you know figure it out i think we should just take chase like if he's running we gotta go all right all right let's go yeah all right who's who's up next saren's up next all right I'm right there, so I'll just hop on down and go 25 feet. Well, I'll go until do I hit the bottom of the stairs? Yeah, at 20 feet of movement, you hit the bottom of the stairs. All right. Uh, and, but and then, when you do, you hear a little splash splash. Okay, so like just like a little water. I'm like around the water where you're, where you're standing. Yep. Do I see anything with my dark vision? Do I see anything? Uh, not yet, but here, let me draw the room for you. While you're drawing that, I've been, uh, I've been reading some, uh, other game systems. Cheating on D&D. But there's one that I've been, uh, really interested in, uh, Tales from the Loop. Apparently they made, like, an Amazon show about this. I didn't even realize. I don't know what's going on on Amazon Prime. They got all kinds of television shows, apparently, but... Yeah. It's not the point. But there's this cool thing. You were talking about inspiration earlier, Cowie, and this is why I was thinking about this. You can do, there's a cool mechanic in the game where it's set in this like 80s uh, Stranger Things esque uh, timeline where there's like magic and really hyper, uh, like out there science fiction. And you're a bunch of teenagers trying to, you know, fucking change the world as teenagers do. But to, like there's a there's a thing you can do once per session where to pass any like check, you can have like a theme song basically, like a classic like '80s theme song, and you like pick a song and you play it. And when whenever you play it, it's just like, all right, I'm passing the check. Here's my fucking like uh, hmm. I don't know, what's the song at the end of the Breakfast Club? Whatever that is. Like you just play that, and then yeah, you just pass. Yeah. Like you're just like so empowered by by the music that you just like pass whatever you're trying to do. Which I like a little montage of you just like succeeding. Exactly. Right. That was fun. Yeah, I'm looking at some. Uh, I'm looking at some new systems. I think when I get back to the East Coast, I might want to try running something new with y'all. Mm. And, um, always do. All right. 
This is what when I you, see. When you get to the bottom, you can't see another person. You probably wouldn't have been able to, since you were, like, giving chase and, like, everybody was moving and, like, he would have already had a head start. You can't perceive exactly which way he went, but you can see two routes ahead of you. There's, a, there's like, an open door off to the right and an open door off to the left. So just to describe the dungeon, basically the corridors you can see are both five feet wide. And the ceiling in this room is eight foot is eight feet high. Um, oh, actually, yeah, there, this room is nine feet high, but then it goes lower for the hallways, which is eight feet high. Right now, that's all you need to know. Wait, so the room is sloped down? Yeah, the room is nine feet high. And then as you go into the corridors, it gets lower. Okay. Yep. Uh, Cal, we roll perception. Uh, 22 22 all right you have your you're up to your ankles in water and you can like from your dark vision you can or yeah i guess from your dark vision you would be able to perceive that the ahead of you the water gets to be two feet tall so the ground slopes down like immediately after the stairs and then you it will be like up to your like chins basically or like your chest. So you guys will be in like rough terrain. All right. So our movement will be halved. Yep. So I still have five feet of movement. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move up five feet. Can I as the water gets deeper, can can I see into the water? Like, or is it murky? Is it like can I what what is the sense of this water? It's murky and it's like kind of gross, but it's there's nothing like heinous about it. It's just kind of like sewer water. Sewer water is not heinous. I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's grody, but you can't detect any like threats from it except like maybe like dysentery. <laughs> Dysentery. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna use my action to dash and let's see. Highs um, I go right. Lows I go left. That's highs. So I said how to go right. So I'm looking at my so camera right. So my figure's left hallway. Nope. Yep. All right. Yep. You dash that way. How much movement so you have? 25 feet. So it'll be another 25 feet. So have, I guess. So whatever you want to call that. Yeah, you can get right to like the, the door, like the, the arch. Okay. Or like um, where anything, it anything more that I can see once I get there? Yeah. 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 You hey. can see down okay. and it curves. Yeah, it goes left. And I'm going to rescale and redraw as we go. So, yeah, right. you can see down the corridor, and you see that it takes a sharp, hard 90-degree turn to your left, which would be Compass Rose North is where you came from. Um, so it would be to the east. Are we in initiative? I'm, I'm giving you guys an initiative, but you can kind of just, like, explore right now because you have a threat out there, but you don't know where he is. Got it. Um, I'm going to climb up on a wall, so I'm not in a difficult terrain anymore. Nice, good call. And I want to move to like where the two way part, and okay. I want to like use my perception to see if I can hear anything okay. uh, in either direction. Okay. You still have like crazy like perception, right? Okay. So, oh shit, that was a bad ball. Okay, 13, 16. 16? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty decent. From the room to your right. So the one that Saren isn't in front of. You can hear sort of like a kind of sound. Like somebody's like feeling for something. Like looking for something, but patting mm -hmm. around. Yep. Okay. That's it. That's, That's it. Way, the other way here. 
The other way, you don't hear anything. How much did I move? Well, see, so you were at the back of the room and then you went up on the wall. So I'll say like, you have probably five more feet of movement. Are you playing, will... are you playing with me? <laughs> I'm just gonna like say, I'm gonna say where I am, but like touch on like this and like tell them like there's one there and like shh. That's it. Okay. Well, I'm uh, third novice, but I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. <laughs> so I'm having, having a bit of a bad time right now. All right, so it's going to be 12, right? Yes, 12 points back to me. And I'm going to move my full 25 feet as far forward as I can. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll just give you the bottom of the stairs. 25 feet is your full movement? Yep. Well, no. 12.5, just round up to 15. So you can get like pretty much in the middle of the room. All right. That's it. That's it. But now you guys all know, thanks to the Serafina, that somebody is uh, to, the, to, the, to your right. Okay. Uh, is, is it my turn again? Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, we can be out of initiative right now, actually, now that we're trying to just figure stuff out. Yeah, we can, we'll call it good. All right, I want to move over to the other doorway then okay. and see what I can see down there. All right, yeah. You slosh into that doorway and... Is it a margarita? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, same, I'm that's what I'm drinking. That's spicy tequila in there. Oh, interesting. Like, it's not spicy, it's just not... Not explicitly spicy, just like spiky. Spiky. It's, it's got some spiky tequila in there. Like it's, it's prickly. Yeah. All right, wait. So yeah. what I see? You see, I see, you see two floating bodies in the water. Oh, no. Kind of just like mopping around. Just there. Yeah, that's just there. Like the room is like closed. And then you see at the far end, two people just floating. Are they face up or face down? They're both face down. That's not good. Uh, I want to cast Mage Hand to go flip over one of the bodies. Okay. You cast Mage Hand, and you get an, what, the extra waterlogged body on the left. You turn over, and on his chest, it's a, it's a normal guy. He's got, like, a beard, but he's so bloated. And on his chest, it's it scraped the word traitor. Like, it's, like, his shirt's been torn away, and, like, he has, like, scars that spell out traitor. Sure. You gotta really be a traitor to have that scratched into your body, you know? Or someone has to believe that you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the aliens on Mulberry Street, right? Or the monsters on Mulberry Street, right? Right. I don't know this one. What's that? It's you never, uh, heard, never read the monsters on Mulberry Street? Nope. It's very important. It's very, it's very you. They it's, didn't read it in eighth grade English. Yeah. They didn't sure. make it. It's just like a white people thing. Like, So it's, it's a Twilight Zone episode. Where, uh, so it's this idyllic, like, white neighborhood. I mean, it's white now, but back then it was a normal neighborhood, quote-unquote. <laughs> um, and basically they get the idea, like, all of their electronics stop working, and they get the idea that some outside force is acting upon them, but then they start to turn on each other because they think it's their neighbors. And then meanwhile, in the background, two aliens are in a ship like, nope, they didn't pass the test. They aren't advanced enough to not turn on each other, so we can't give them our knowledge because clearly they're too immature and when you <laughs> about learning about the the red scare no 
well, not we did the red scare. My English teacher was teaching us that what speed coding is. Oh. It's like a literary device. Oh, that's cool. That's what it's called. It's about like people, like met paranoia for no reason, and everybody just turns on each other and is like, no, you're the alien. You're, you're the yeah. alien. And they all just start saying, yeah, I, I was the, they taught us about the red scare. Yeah. I think they like, I don't think they kill, no, they kill a person. Somebody like comes out of the yeah. like, trees and they shoot him dead and they're like, oh fuck, that was just our neighbor. He's not an alien. He's bleeding red blood. Like, ah. And then the aliens are like, no, not these guys. Yeah, if I was an alien, I wouldn't fuck with humans. In our next interlude, I will talk about my favorite but also most horrifying episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> 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 I, hope we, I hope something relevant happens, so trigger it. Is it old or is it new Twilight Zone? The old, not the old one. Okay, everybody gets one guess, and if we guess it, we get to talk about it, and if we don't, we get to Shoot, play the game. I've literally seen, like, half of a Twilight Zone episode. I don't know. What episode did you watch? What what half episode did you watch? Okay, you know, I've seen more than that. I saw, I've seen, actually, that's not even entirely true. I've seen the full episode of the one with the kid who's like, oh, I'm going to send you to the fields. If you don't listen to me, everyone's got to do what I say, or you're going to go to the fields. <laughs> He's like super powerful. I don't know. Uh, and then I, sending kids to yeah. the fields. Well, it's just like he can like make anything happen. So like everyone tries to like make him happy. Um, um, and he's just like a spoiled brat. And I'm like, I don't know what the lesson of this is. Like kids are shit. I already knew that. Um, <laughs> and then the other one that I saw a bit of was like that monster, up, like the thing at 30,000 feet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. On the wing. Yeah. That's I'm, a very just like, I'm just like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, planes are creepy, I guess. I don't know. What's... I also didn't get the moral of that one. Um, I've had the I've had the library one explained to me, the one with the guy with the with the glasses. And he's like, "Oh, I love reading, but I hate people." And everyone dies. And he wants to read a book, but then his glasses break, so he can't read anything. And it's like, uh, "Oh shoot! Like you can't get that one thing you like." I'm like, "All right, cool. Like, that's that's a great little lesson." Um, this guy's an asshole, so I'm actually kind of okay with him not getting everything he wants. Um, and that's it. That's all I know about the Twilight Zone. The one that always sticks out to me is the one, it's an old one, where the, the stepdad gets a, a doll for the his stepdaughter, and the doll's, like, really nice to the stepdaughter, but the stepdad's, like, a he's, he's an asshole. He's, like, infertile and takes it out on on uh the stepdaughter what? and then like the doll's like super mean to him and like yeah. i i forget how it ends but that is, I, I know that, that the is doll kills one. the stepdad it sounds like an oral okay, uh, that's what that, i i i like, thought like a goosebumps. i can't remember if, if, if she killed killed him or not but it always freaked me out because i was always freaked out or of like, uh, or make child play and stuff you see into the house have you seen the new checky user anymore no i haven't I hear that um, new track is good. Yeah, or or the the eye of the beholder one, where it's the woman who gets face, facial reconstructive surgery, and she's just like wrapped in bandages all the time, talking about how disgusting she is. Oh, but but is, isn't she like really attractive at the end? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like, like 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 the entire time she's wrapped up and she's yeah. saying how hideous she is, and it's like just her oh, going on man. and on, and then she unwraps and she's like, 
Can we just have a day where we watch some old Twilight Zone episodes and just like guess the moral, like just yeah. guess the fable before it happens? And uh, if, if you're wrong, you 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 take a shot or some shit. Like <laughs> this has to be a boys' day because I really can't watch the Twilight Zone. I like have nightmares. Yeah. The, the there's there's literally there's a um so every, every Wednesday the kids uh in sixth seventh and eighth grade at the school I work at um have electives instead of like one of their blocks so they get to choose each trimester and they it's like special like whatever some there's like basketball and flag football and there's like board games there's one that's like you listen to audiobooks and you know just chill or whatever and but there's one this trimester where it's literally they just they're just watching through the entire series of twilight zone for like for like seventh graders like going through and watching twilight zone which is black and white yeah yeah like old school like the teacher who runs it she was like yeah i framed it as like we're analyzing the like cinematography and like musical and like and and and, and, and like the the mise-en-songs of like Twilight Zone, but she's like in reality i just wanted to watch twilight zone so we're just doing that <laughs> i respect that i respect that. yeah this is why sometimes i'm like i just need to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> With a social work degree, I would be everyone's favorite fucking teacher. Like I would. Wait, well, well, they're like definitely like all the kids are like. You'd be everyone's favorite teacher except the principal. No, well, well, for 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 me, all the kids are like, Mr. Diaz, why aren't you a teacher? Like, can you please be a teacher? And I'm like, no. (laughs) You guys see how you treat your teachers? I don't want to. At least I have the option to like leave the room if you know if I want. Like, a a teacher's stuck with you. I don't want to be stuck in the room with you. I love it. And you say that directly to them, right? You like you yeah, look them in yeah, the eyes I, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to like, be stuck with you. Are you kidding me? I'm like, one, I'm not smart enough. I don't want to create lesson plans and have to stick to this and like second. and like stress about curriculum and like grades and MCAS and all this stuff. And two, I don't want to be stuck with the same kids for an hour. I like to bop around and see different kids and like, you know, get the get the vibe, get the feel, and like, you know, and that's what I do. Cause like I keep the temperature of the school and i can't do that if i'm stuck in a room you know giving a presentation or but you're part of the temperature you're the you're middle of temperature the detection you are part of the temperature right but if you put a drop of cold water in a boiling pot it's not going to turn the, the pot cold i'm so glad i tried <laughs> right, like at that at that point i can hear the chaos around me and i would just close my, my my classroom door and be like we're good in here you guys can out there. but me me as a social worker and a you know behavior analysts can't do that so okay so i'll tell you oh wait can i make it i was gonna ask is it okay i don't think it is but the one i'm most afraid of i'm kind of amazed <laughs> i haven't told you about this I, I, you might have and i just don't remember i don't think i not maybe you kept it secret because you didn't want vulnerability <laughs> yeah honestly yeah my my this the episode that freaks me out the most is the one where the four people are trapped in a room and they all have very different archetypes and they all try to help each other. And the second one of them gets out of the room, a toy cowboy hits the ground outside of like a like a donation bin outside of a store. And you realize that all of them were toys the entire time, trapped in a donation bin for Christmas. And like they were never they were never truly gonna be free because they were yeah. That one I was like. No, like they had it, like it was right there, and they just couldn't. No, like I was like, fuck this, like fuck <laughs> Twilight Zone. Wait, 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 wait. Last guess is it the one where that kid has powers where he can read your mind and like kill you on the spot. 
So like, if, 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 holy shit, I want to watch that episode. <laughs> what were they sending uh, into the field? Is that the same huh? one? That's the one where the kid. That's has the one where you get sent into the field. Yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, you, you go, you go, yeah, you get go to the to the cornfield. Um, no, it's not that one. I think, I think his name's like Billy or something. He's like, yeah, like, yeah, probably, yeah. Like eight or nine. They put that one in the movie. Didn't oh really? And and it's like yeah, all like the townspeople are all like petrified because he can read your mind. So if you think anything bad about him, he'll pull. yeah, he'll kill, he'll kill you. you. <laughs> no, it was not that. Anyway. All right, what one was it? So, and I would like to premise this by saying that like I literally have only sat through exactly one full episode of Twilight Zone, and it was this one. And I can't. It makes me so uncomfortable because of how uncomfortable this episode made me that I can never go back. And my mom makes us watch it every year on New Year's Day because they, on TV land, they play it on New Year's Day. It's an odd they tradition. Have it on, they play them all yeah. on New Year's Day. It's like 24 hours of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Okay. So it's, so basically what happens is it's this couple, it's kind of similar to like some of the things you guys described, but it like, like encapsulates all of them, which is interesting if you guys were guessing based off of like what might scare me. Like, there's little pieces of all of that. And all yeah, I have no idea what scares you. So, it's basically, it's this couple, and they wake up in a hotel room, and they, like, were partying all night. Like, they're in, like, gowns, like, fancy clothes, and they, like, don't know what happened. They don't remember how they got in the hotel room, and they're like, oh, where are we? have to get home, blah, 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 whatever. And they, like, go out into the town, and they, like, start to explore, and they can't, like, get in touch with anybody. And they realize that, like, everybody, in this, everybody else in the town that they're in are mannequins. Like they like mm. literally like they're like, oh a police officer they run up and then like it's a mannequin and then it's like oh look and then like they pick up like even like the squirrel is fake like they're the only like beings and they're like running around and they're just it's like literally like their half hour episode it's like 17 minutes of them running around trying to find another being like in pure fear and chaos and then the last like minute it just zooms and then then they start to turn on each other and like whatever all this like relationships what happened. And then they're just blaming each other the whole time for like, how do you remember? Why do you remember? How are we gonna get out of here? Blah blah. And then it just zooms out, and it's like this little baby hand, and it's like a voiceover, and it's like a little baby hand like reaching down, and it's like, mommy, these dolls are so annoying. They won't stop squirming. Oh my god! Okay. Like a uh, like you know whatever alien. Fucked. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. from Earth are so weird. Like a, like a glass menagerie kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Giant alien baby's play. Okay. It's like a, it's a simulation. That's an alien. It's like every every part of all the scary things in the world. That's like that one where the guy is running around the empty town. And he keeps that's spot- like the first episode. Yeah, yeah. And he knows his things are like askew, and he goes to the gas station, and yeah. Well, what I was, we were. I feel like we watched, and I couldn't sit through it. it yeah, was similar. They're all very. They kind of play off each other, but yeah, that's the one that really got me. Wait, what? Wait, Jordan, please. Like, why is that scary? I don't have a good reason for it. That's why it's scary. Like, you know when, like, things scare you and you, like, you understand that's why it, like, irks you? You're like, oh, that's scary because it makes me uncomfortable or that's scary because it makes me unsafe. Like, I don't like blood or whatever. Like, this is one of those things where I watched and I just was like, 
like, I don't know why it's so scary to me, but I am so uncomfortable with the idea of something like that happening. And also, the, I think the mannequins are just, like, spooky. Like, you don't know, like, the way it's portrayed, you don't know if, are they mannequins? Is everyone dead? Like, it's, there's a lot of, like, uh, confusion around what's happening, like, as they're trying to navigate it. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't know if, like, they're, like, who's dead, this and that, and then it's, like, haha, it was none of those things. Okay. It was worse. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't take a lot to scare me. Like, I'm, I'm a little scary cat. I'm very easily scared. Tyler knows. Like, I'm very easily scared. Uh, yeah, that was playing those video games was so much fun. Okay, but that's different. Playing the video games. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here though and say uh Twilight Zone sucks. Like it's just not good. It's just not good. These are some pretty weak fables. Like these are weak fables. I am not but like I mean, looking at it at like the series like a purely like modern lens, like yeah, it's not the most effective and it's not like the craziest. But looking at it like from back then, like that that it was like very mainstream like sci-fi horror stuff. You know that that it was it was pretty groundbreaking. So I yes. I, I think maybe the way you feel about it feel about Twilight Zone is the same way I feel about the Beatles, where I fucking hate the Beatles and they suck. But I understand <laughs> why that why they're important. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there is a historical importance that it moves the genre forward in ways that there's modern things that build upon it that couldn't have built upon it unless it existed. But like the actual foundational stuff is just like not that interesting, honestly, in today's setting. I I mean, I still enjoy it. Uh, This has got me where I'm like, I want to go back and rewatch the entire series. Um, I'd be down for that. But, I would do that but, podcast. Let's let, yeah. let's okay. Let's rewatch the Twilight Zone. We're gonna we're gonna exposure therapy, Jordan, and <laughs> we're all just gonna get a boys a boys show. <laughs> Twilight yeah. Zone, more like Twilight uh, Bone, um, Twilight Chode, uh, Chode, uh, more like Twilight. Twilight North, um, but- yeah. Twilight Sleeper. I was trying um, to think of like something sleepy or like like Z. More like Twinkle Twinkle Little Sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. We'll, we'll workshop it. Like um, Twilight Snooze. When I have a nightmare tonight about the Twilight Zone. Okay. Literally, about, like, about just like the general concept of the Twilight Zone <laughs> zone as, as a show. Ron Sterling <laughs> staring at you for an hour. Yeah, the fact <laughs> that it exists. <laughs> I will say, Rod Sterling, excellent narrator. I love uh, his, like, he, he, like, sells it. And that, like, I unequivocally yeah. love, like, his performance work. But, yeah, I've never really been frightened by The Twilight Zone. I don't think that the fables, like, the, the little moral lessons, they feel very, like, like morality plays. Like, very old-school morality plays. I think they would hit harder in the 1600s. But, like, for 2022, I don't know, man. Like, yeah... Don't don't be a dick, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But that I feel like that's what like now it's I feel like the modern equivalent of Twilight Zone is like Black Mirror. Yeah. Mm, no, I see. Okay, right. That is interesting. That would be something. That would be something to talk about the podcast, right? Like the Twilight Zone Black Mirror comparison. I've never I've never really sat through Black Mirror except for Sandra Perro. Which is the yeah. night? Episode. I know. <laughs> and that's why I people who are like Jordan, you're not good at this. Like, watch yeah. this one because you can tolerate it. Yeah. Well, well, for what it's worth, I also good. don't like Black Mirror. I lost interest in it 
and there's a whole season that I haven't watched, but the seasons that I have watched, I really liked. It, it was weird when I think it was like the third season came out, the one with like Miley Cyrus and shit in it. I was maybe it was her that I was like, I don't want to watch anything with her in it. I don't care about her, but something just like put me off, and I didn't watch that whole season. But I watched Balderdash that came after that, and I watched everything before that, and I was yeah. like, I I liked it a lot. So. Well, that's that's when America took it over. Like an American studio took it over for the oh, third. Oh, yeah, I, I think yeah, like that, and it switched. It, was. it wasn't as like eerie or scary. It was just like, right. It was a weird I, thing I, that like, didn't work out. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's cool. It was choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah. Which, I haven't which, done that yet. I've been curious to which, try that one. Which I don't know why they haven't done more Netflix things doing that because that was really fun. I I watched that. I played through it multiple times to get mm. different endings and to, yeah. and to see all the. You know what I mean? It is a clever idea. Yeah. There was something that was like super corny that they did that with. Oh really? Yeah. I, I, I never saw it. Like, like a kid show, I think. Mm. I don't I, I also mean, like, you know, this this choose your own adventure live action that uh, we can we can get back to D and D. So I'm sorry, um, but like it's <laughs> it's it's like it's Night Trap, right? It's like the, these these like live action sort of things aren't uh, new to gaming, I, yeah. right? It, it feels new it's for like, like quote unquote cinema yeah. or like TV or whatever, but like. Yeah. It's not that it, it feels like a Nickelodeon or like a Disney Channel.com game where it's like, do you, you know, go left or like click right to keep going, click left to go back, like that kind of thing. It's like there's a new no, game that no. just came out, I think called like Chinese Detective Agency or something like that. There's a new one that basically does this with like live action characters that you're like choosing endings about. Uh, fucking what's his face? Uh, the guy who made, um, Guy made control slash uh, Max Payne. Uh, he loves doing this stuff with like live action characters. Oh, I don't um, but yeah, it, it's it's not. It's not. But, but like, but like you bring up Night Trap, where it's like yeah. that was like genuinely such a great game. Yes. and like terrifying. So, and, like, and like, so there are you know there's different ways you can go. You can go with it. Like you can it can get super cheesy and like Tyler was saying, but you can do it in a way that's like genuinely in. Oh fuck! I exit at roll twenty. Uh, like immersive and like fun. Yeah. <laughs> what is this game? <laughs> what night trap? Yeah, I'm looking at the cover art for it, and it's got uh, three commandos. It's a, a guy I mean, who plays like night and a huge-breasted woman just. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's yeah. peak, like I think '80s, maybe. No, I think no, 80s. It, was early, it was early '90s. Is it '90s? '92. Okay, early. Yeah. Right. Over one uh, and a half hours of real video. <laughs> right. So, so Which was like, a big selling point back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you look at like stills from it, it's literally like you're just watching a movie, but it has all the control. Like, like, like so you're flipping between um, cameras, essentially like CCTV kind of deal, like Got in it. this in this home, at, like, like during this like this party or whatever. So you're like trying to catch when when stuff is happening, but it plays um, through the night, and yeah, you have all this stuff, and you're trying to like, yeah, it's it's. It's really fun. I'm gonna, this, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find oh. like an emulator of it and, and play it. See, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those good games. It's one of those good video games that, that really doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, like you see things like um, Until Dawn, which kind of uh, is yeah. the modern Night Trap. It's close-ish. It oh. obviously doesn't have like the live action uh, or the live actor bit, but it pulls from like big name uh, TV stars and movie stars. And uses yeah, them Rami, uh, like Rami Malek's in it. Yeah, Rami Malek's in there. Yeah. Uh, the girl from uh, what's it? Save the cheerleader, save the world. Uh, heroes, 
Um, yes, she's in there. Um, bring it on three. <laughs> bring on, of, of bring it on three fame. Right. Right. Bring it on three is the one where they crump, so like it's very important. It's zero. Bring it on. I've I've brought um, it on no times. I've never brought it on. We still watch it all the time. That, yeah, Not yeah, once in my life have I ever brought it. Okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. I will watch Twilight Zone if you guys all sit through Bring It On 1. Yeah. And then we don't have to watch Bring It On again, but then we have to watch the Hidden Pantheon 1. Okay. I'd be, I'd be down to, like, watch one really season of Twilight Zone and then Bring It On and then another season and then another Bring It On. I'd be cool with that. I would feel very safe doing that. <laughs> That's your role. I need to go pee, but, um, and then we can... All right. Are we back to the indie? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so yep, you got two dead bodies. Two. A traitor. Yeah, and you got one traitor. Remember your, uh, uh, is there a way to tell the freshness of the wound? I, I uh, mean, the body's bloated, so that tells me that like, it's been a bit of time. But so you have, to take, wanna... you have to make a medicine check. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, right now, we still have our tea advantages. Yeah, so we Good have advantage. advantage on it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Tea yeah. Stuff? Yeah, okay, yeah. then I have advantage on this. It's gonna be a 22. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. You know that he has been dead for exactly two days. Okay, so very that's, good body. That's how much bloating there is. You know, the lips are discolored. The, like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. Um, they, they also, you know, like, like, the gases are, have, like, are expanding in his body, like that type of thing. Whoever carved traitor into his chest also for some reason like time stamped it so like it's like <laughs> yeah. dated two days ago yeah D you know dictated not read <laughs> uh march third <laughs> wait but are we also seeing the like i'm looking at the picture there's a wall here yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's a dead end okay but but we heard something dead bodies are just floating in a dead end but we heard something the other way no, 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 no. I, I thought you heard something this here, is the way like, we heard banging things. against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, this Maybe. is the room we heard things. So, based uh, on that, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jordan, I think you still have that uh, inspiration if you need it. Oh, the, the, the bardic inspiration, yeah. A d6 if you need it. 21. 11. Should have spotted you just got a D eight on top of that, right? Uh, D six. Wait a sec, though. Um, you. Oh, actually, yeah. It needs to be before the DM tells you if it succeeds or fails. So yeah. I was yeah. She said fifteen. I was like, is that it? <laughs> yeah. You can, you can you can decide if you want to add it after you roll, but not after you. No, if you succeed or fail. You know, yeah. All right. Um, one second. Uh, I have a clean bill of health. I'm not trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> bill of health. All right. Um, yeah, who got the 11? Saren did. Yeah, I did. All right. With a great whoosh, the second body rises and the skull fail is already like. The other two knew to like duck below the water really quick, but you didn't get the memo and it thwacks you across the face as the other body rises up and you're dealing with the same guy as before. Oh, not um, again. <laughs> yep. He, he was, just died. <laughs> he was playing dead. So you'll take 
Oh, what is this it? dude is a major coward. I hope he knows that. Four points of bludgeoning damage. And he like runs he... away from a fight. Yeah. He lets out like a oh. Are we using the same initiative? Or yeah. So uh My turn. yep. Okay, now now <laughs> you guys are all crowding him too. Like he didn't make a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I know. He literally backed himself into a corner. I swing on my great axe in like overwhelming excitement, but I miss it. <laughs> and I like cling on the wall. Oh no. What did, you, what did you roll? Six. Yeah, sex. Yeah. That's uh, a miss. Water, you know, you can't get it over your head. You're soggy. You just. Well, I'm upside down. Right now. Oh, you're on this. Oh, that's right. You're on the ceiling. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yep. That is a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any other movement or anything? No, that's it. Okay. All right. Then Zook, it's your turn. How you looking, Saren? Uh, muscle manos. I don't. Oh, speak sorry. that. Sorry, sorry. That's um, <laughs> race with. <laughs> That's uh. Fuck. The thing is, we're both gnomes. The issue here is, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, it means like more or less. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> Come see, come saw. <laughs> we all have one. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I, I think uh, you're all right. So I will cast uh, Vicious Mockery okay. um, on this dude. Uh, wisdom saving throw, DC 13. Yep. Right. Same as well. He fails. Perfect. Uh, he's going to take a D4 of damage as I continue to highlight how his cowardice. Uh, he takes three points of psychic damage and has disadvantage on his next attack roll. Yep. Okay. Um, and then a bonus action, I will inspire Saren. Great. Very cool. See, so yeah, you're like talking shit and plucking strings and like it's the evil stuff is going one direction and the good stuff is going the other direction. <laughs> that um, yeah, it's going to be his turn. He's going to be mad at you for that. He's going to really resent the fact that you're calling him a coward. He's like, no, you're the coward. And I mean, no, I, I followed you here. So I'm clearly not a coward. You got a 14. That, that beats your AC, right? Uh, my AC is 14, but he also has disadvantage. Oh, you're right. Excuse me. The other one was better. So uh, eye to the aggressor. Four points bludgeoning damage as he spins the flail and flaps you right on top of the head. All right. All right. Since it's pretty much the only thing that he can see. <laughs> it's like uh, whack-a-mole right now. I'm also the only one you can hit, apparently. <laughs> Does it make uh, you feel big? <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he has no comment. Saren, it's your turn. <laughs> all right. We're, we're, we're all engaged them, right? We're like, he's like right in front of me. All right. I'm going to pull out my wand of, wand of wonder. Put it on his forehead, and I'm gonna roll a d100. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Um, let's roll some dice. I don't have the table pulled up in front of me, so if you want to pull it up, I'll just tell yeah, you. Yeah, I got it. And you, and, and you I got explain it. what happens. So yeah, that's gonna be a 64. 64. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Heal him completely. Uh, no, it's it's not um, it's not on like that. Uh-oh. An object of the DM's choice disappears into the ethereal plane. The object must be neither worn nor carried within 120 feet of the target, 
and no larger than 10 feet in any dimension. Uh, what? Wow, that's... So it's, it's like the dead body. That's like the only thing around. Right, like our right. clue disappears? I, okay, so that's really interesting. I'll say this transcends buildings. I'll say it's like everything sort of becomes like a like a nominal object kind of thing. Okay. Okay, I know, I know it disappeared. You guys don't, but okay, I have so something. Well, I don't know what happens when I cast the Lone Runner, so I put it, and then something just kind of—it's kind of like, poof. yeah, blips but, out. But, every, but everything is still the same, and I'm kind of just looking around. So, object that's not worn or carried, yeah. So it's like something that had to be in a—is it in rain or is it in a It's so like <clears throat> let's ghost, let's like ghost world it for a minute, and like pretend that 120 feet extends any direction. It can be anything. Right. We're going through, up, through down, walls or ground. Yeah. Something in the space has gone. Yeah, yeah. Something disappeared. Um, okay. So that, I guess, will be my turn. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the attack of opportunity and move backwards and disengage. Okay. Yeah. He is going to try to strike you with his flail, uh, and he will miss. Cool. Yep. All right. Yep. You back up. You got 10 feet on him. Seraphina, it's your turn. Okay. 23. Yeah. Yep. That works. Nice. Yeah. You jettison off the wall with your axe in front of you, and gravity does a lot of the work, but the push helped, and you just cleave right through this guy, and he falls into. That's not what I want to happen. Okay. I want to do... Okay, you get to decide. <laughs> I want to... I want, like, I'm still, like, I'm literally basically, like, right above him with my axe. So, like, yes, I do have a little bit of gravity working with me with the axe. So I, like, hold it above my head, and I want to do, like, a full pirouette. Okay. And, like, my whole body turns with my axe, and it's sliced it. Right. Yeah, sure. That happens. <laughs> it looks fucking badass. It's like a blood dance as you spin, like <laughs> coming off your <laughs> yeah upside down. <clears throat> the water splashes and blood goes everywhere, and now it's all. It, you see how like like when blood falls into water classically, and it like put like falls and like it like makes little yeah, like. It's like that. It's like the slow motion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. He is deceased. All right. Uh, let's loot this guy. I doubt he has anything on it, but he has a flail with a skull. I mean, um, that's got to go for some money. Yeah, skull flail. Skull flail, pretty, pretty fucking sick. It also sounded like he was looking for something. Like I'm gonna investigate for if there's anything under the floor. All right. Yeah. Roll investigation. You got a twelve. <laughs> yeah. Twelve. Okay. Yep. Um. Un- behind the bloated corpse, underneath the water, you can see a. Thin, like a fucking thin, like a faint line of light where the wall meets the ground. And it's about, you know, two feet long. And when you investigate the wall above it, you see that there's kind of like almost like five perfect divots where like a hand would go. All right, you put your hand on it and then the door slides like a, it's like a sliding glass door, and like the, it like recedes into the wall there. Secret door opens here. 
And in the next room, was that? Yeah, it wasn't. It, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that hard. Um, Serafina is like on top of the wall right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I there's there's only yeah the D, the DC is ten per was was ten, and I think that's the perfect number for that type of thing. I don't think it should be extra difficult to like write in secret doors if like you might not even begin to see them or like expect yeah. them. So like, yeah, like 10, 10 is the perfect number for that type of thing. Uh, so good job. Yeah, basically you come into like a Superman symbol shaped room. Superman symbol shaped room? Yeah. Oh, like, a, like a weird pentagon. pentagon. A baseball diamond. Yeah, like a baseball, exactly. All right. Yeah. So you guys walk into this room, and at the at the corner there is an altar. There is like a big square slab, like a rectangular slab of stone. Three wooden beams brace the ceiling of this flooded chamber. So you're still in the water. The altar is covered in entrails. Um, it is disgustingly bloody and covered, like top to bottom, in viscera and skin and um, so it's like gross like. Now. What? It wasn't gross before, but now it's gross. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. The water. <laughs> the game? Your experience. Your experience. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you described it as not being gross, but now it's crossed the There's threshold. There's nothing visceral in the water. Now, now there is visceral stuff in the water, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, I'm going to I'm gonna force myself to roll a constitution saving throw to not vomit. That's fucking incredible. Go for it. <laughs> I, I, I rolled a 19, so I oh, okay. want to, but I, I stomach it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, because we're collarbone deep here, so this is like yeah. this sort of splashing yeah. against our <laughs> neck. I'm like, can you like? I do. Carry, carry, can you carry? <laughs> Canonically, <laughs> like I don't. I don't even roll. Like, I just are you, re- do are you reaching for Serafina to lift you up? Yeah. I'm like, please. <laughs> oh yeah, I could try that. Yeah, that's uh. All right, roll. Fucking. To lift somebody up, you just roll strength, but you want to choose to fail the throw, right? Because so she can lift you up. Yeah, and I can't do anything to like really assist her, or else it would be like acrobatics. But I mean, I guess I could try to like wait up a little bit, but there's not much I can do. I rolled yeah. seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, you try to lift him up, but it's like that thing when you just can't quite. You get him off the ground for a second, and you're like, oh, you're too heavy, and you drop him back down, and he's like, uh. yeah. So do do I splash? <laughs> um, you you do like a little. You know, like, it, it's not like a splash, but it's like when the water sucks up to your body and then you push it back down, it's kind of like... Yeah, so I, splash, so I splash Zoop. <laughs> yeah, and that's why Zoop throws up. <laughs> I puke even more. You know, intestines, all manner of things. Get me out of here. <laughs> Above the wall, uh, or the altar, rather, is a three-foot-tall steel mask like a visage of a person and it looks like a frowning human skull anybody can roll arcana or history to see if they might recognize why or what this is a reference to just let me know how does a skull frown uh i got 22 arcana i got oh wait wait i have advantage too i got i got i got 22 Hey. Seven with advantage. Wow. Good. Great. Yeah, Saren. Pay attention in school. <laughs> Saren, you um you were a little edgy as a teenager, or you are a teenager now, I think. 
and you got into sort of the pantheon of gods and learned about the dark ones and like the more gothic cool cool ones uh this is a visage of ball the god of violence and ritualistic murder Uh like b-a-l-l b-a-l b-h-a-l you yep he is one of the quote-unquote dead three oh oh guys this is um it's not a good not a good altar here if you couldn't tell by the entrails and blood it's a god of violence and destruction and death so we found uh one of the dead three he's cultist so worshiping i mean this seems like the literal opposite of a spa like why is this here right this also seems a little more intense than what um yeah they let on they were they said they said some like like reconnaissance we didn't bring uh what's his face and his girlfriend what was that yeah tolomer yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yikes, they'd be, they'd be having a bad time. I, yeah, well, but... I was going to say this was more than they expected because I was going to give some grace that, like, maybe they didn't know what they were sending us into. But I think let on is more appropriate for complexion. <laughs> I don't want to dabble too long in this room. Tyler, so I have Ilmater's cleansing. That's true. Um, I have it written here. I don't remember what exactly that looks like. Is that liquid? You know, is it just like a is it a thing in my body? Like what what exactly is this thing? Um, I don't think we ever got anything physical. I think it was just kind of like a like he was like you have my blessing now and you'll know when to use it kind of deal. I don't have a I have I have a cleansing, not a blessing. Yeah, so that like I was like oh is that like a is that like something I can pour like what? Like he didn't hand Elmar didn't hand Zook uh, like a vial and was like this is my cleansing. Correct. So yeah, right, right. So Julian, I think you're doing a really good job of knowing how to play the game because you can cleanse and alter, right? And the cleanse cleansing was just more of a broad term for something like a divine gift. Okay. Uh, so it'll happen when it happens based on when he wants to do, use it. But you don't in this moment. You would probably use something, another material to like cleanse you know an impurity um essentially you can he could feel he'll feel when it's uh, being applied to him yeah Yeah, i'm more like i'm more like a vessel for the cleansing that will like come out when it's time yeah you are going to be cleansed you're not gonna like cleanse yourself or anything else like you're not gonna decide where it happens all right all right do we like just try to traverse through here and i mean do you guys want to examine the altar and see what's up over there, or do you want to just continue through and see what's next? Like, we know this is here. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to hang out here. Is there anything on the altar? I want to know a little more, and then we can leave and go the other way. Okay. Is there anything what? On the altar. On the altar? No, just the entrails. But with your uh, 22 that you had for Arcana or history or whatever, um, you know that... That was, that was me. Yeah, that was, that was seven. I have seven. Yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> Yeah, even then, you can still surmise that this is like a ritual offering. It's like they kill and then they offer blood and like the body of the deceased to... The more they murder, the better favor they gain with Ball because he fucking loves it. He's like, yeah, hell yeah, like, kill and show me. Like, give me the soul, like, not give me the souls per se, but like, yeah, do it. Like, offer him. The picture of Ball on the Forgotten Realms Wikipedia is 
pretty intense. You guys end up looking it up. <laughs> oh, we'll take a little peek. Yeah, it's it's from I think it's from like three point five. <laughs> the drawings used to be more visceral. Yeah, yeah these, they did. It was like they were soft and gentle in the beginning, and then it like got like a dark period, and then it just was like, yeah, we'll do it more cinematic. Oh yeah, that's that's grim. Yeah, he, he's, oh, he's cool looking. <laughs> Lord of Murder. Sure. <laughs> I didn't know murder needed a lord. He looks like a he looks like the Undertaker with some like WWF heel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, all three of them you can envision as uh WWE wrestlers. All right. What this this Reddit is titled Fall the Great Serpent, Pressure Player Grab the Incident. Jesus. Okay. He said that to me. <laughs> um the Hall of Great Serpent. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Those pictures are cool. <laughs> I've understood enough. I want to go the other way. Like, I'm going to just, like... <laughs> I'm ready to turn around. I'm going to go back to... Like, I'm going to know... Okay. Uh, there, is a, there is a door out of this place. So there's, like, a back sort of cavern. Oh, because this was a secret door? Yeah. <laughs> There's like, there like a main door. Mr. DM, is that to scale? Like, if I went that way, I would go pop right back into that. Mr. DM. Hmm. Pop right back into what? That little hallway that I wanted to go around. DM song. <laughs> wait, wait, which, so, you want to go this way? Or you want to go? Oh, you can't see my. No, you're really I was like, <laughs> I was like using my mouse as if you could see it in real life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man, Zoom has just broken our brains. Yeah. This is the altar, yeah? Yep, that's the altar. So right now I'm here. Yep, you're on here. And you're saying there's another exit. There's a door that way, yeah. But I'm saying. Is, it, is the door open or no? Here to here. So those well, don't was, connect. But if you go over here, there is, there is something. Okay, I'll, I'll just look over here. Right. Over here. There is a tapestry on the wall. <laughs> All right, yeah, tapestry on the wall uh, that depicts. It's seven foot tall. It's seven feet tall, five feet wide, and there's four faceless figures, like humanoid figures, ripping apart a fifth guy. So like each one has like a limb, and they're pulling it off. And the fifth guy is screaming. Like his face has features, so you can see it. Yeah, it's it's like a lot of a lot of reds and blacks on this this tapestry. Can I, with my are kind of like do I can I identify baller, like in in this tapestry? Um, you can tell that it's definitely art influenced by him and that these are followers of his. That's why they're faceless. Um, okay. And then, yeah, that's, that's their, they're, 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 they're meeting his requests. Oh, so that tapestry, like it, the, the wall ends there and the tapestry's on it. That's like the squiggly line. Um, or no, I mean, you, you just see the tapestry and there is like wall behind it, but. Okay. That is the door in the southeast open or is it closed? Yep, yep, it's open. It doesn't even have like hinges or like a like a. It's just a doorway. Just yeah, just a doorway. All right, I'm gonna scurry from door to door and like block the tapestry with my hand because I don't want to look at it because it's scary. Okay. Can I lift into the mini? Yeah, you absolutely can. Did Did what? You... Why are you touching that? Yeah, roll uh, Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> What? The What'd you get? Six. You got a six? Okay. I hate to see it. 
Uh, you take 18 points of... Oh, uh, my God! <laughs> oh, do you really? All right, you take nine points of poison damage. <laughs> that would have literally killed me. <laughs> does that, like, poison shoot out, or is it kind of just, like, shoot up her body? Oh, sorry, I didn't describe it. So immediately you take the damage, and when you, like, wipe your eyes away, it's yellow mold spores are everywhere there's a big cloud like as soon as you disturbed it you realize it was like glued to the wall basically by mold and when you peeled mm -hmm. it off it all like shot at you i think i have yeah advantage on saving throws oh just oh so it's, it's advantage resistance to poison damage stout resilience okay wait so you have an advantage on saving those too advantage on saving throws against poison and resistance to poison okay, okay then yeah roll them because no i i just rolled con it was a con save on saving throw. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, you have advantage on saving throws. <laughs> that was, well, that was on that one, so <laughs> you'll take take the uh, six. Yeah, okay, so you take nine points of poison damage, and I mean, you would you would suffer the poison condition, but since you're not in combat or anything, like, kind of really doesn't, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, do I find anything behind it through my sacrifice? Uh, Got some poison. Yeah, he, no, you just, it's the wall. The wall is it's covering all those. All right, well. Equal parts trap, equal parts uh, envi environment. Yeah, no, sorry. I only find so many secret doors in my yeah. dungeon. You know. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm already at the doorway. All right. So you're at the doorway. Uh, Zuki, I assume you're just in I'm, I'm hanging around a little bit further behind everybody. I'm not feeling great, so I'm uh, I'm taking it slow. You know, I'm taking my time. When you want to get out of the entrail water, though, yeah, but I don't want to like leave you all. So I want to be like nearby, but like I'm not, I'm not happy. Like everyone's investigating the place, and so I'm like, all right, you all investigate. I'm just gonna catch my breath. I'm not, I'm not investigating nothing. I'm running out of here. Well, I mean, maybe you are. We don't know where this door goes. Maybe there's more entrails on the other side. <laughs> maybe. maybe we're in a sausage factory. Yeah. We're going to find out how, they, uh, how the sausage gets made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Jordan went to take one of that really quick. I just want to take it. But, uh, oh, recording on pause. Okay, no, okay, now we're back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the rant's done. <laughs> I absolutely think you could. We gotta just get some equity in in the podcast, and then see what we can do with network. Just give me a show. Let's like I don't even I don't even know what I want to do with it, but like just give me eight episodes of something. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't know. I have a I have an assignment for uh, one of my classes. We have to pr uh, put together a slide deck for a four hour presentation. We don't actually have to present, but we have to like put together the slide deck, which right. I think is actually an interesting question. You know, I mean. If you take it out of the psychology world, you know, if you had to give a four-hour presentation on something, what would it be? What would you talk about? Are you asking us? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, open to the class. I, I would do it definitely on the... How do I even frame it? So I, I would do it on American hardcore punk music and how it basically sim like its roots and how it sim simultaneously started in like eight different hotspots in the United States and each each 
variation became unique to its own like geography and like the sound but as as time went on and technology increased and like the distribution of, of music made everything like homogenous the that uniqueness of sounds blend all blended together and but in that more standardized sounds instead of yeah. things becoming the same they became more different but in, but then how i put it instead of like regional sounds they became like genre sounds mm. so like things became more hyper specific in genre and it wasn't just like this like umbrella genre anymore because you couldn't be like oh that's west coast punk or that's, you know that's, oh, that's boston hardcore or that's like you know uh detroit hardcore instead it had to be like oh that's metallic hardcore and that's fastcore and that's grindcore you know what i mean so like the, the transition of um regional sounds to like uh i don't know what the term would be not like like genre sounds or genre based uh music it's weird because like rap has some very interesting parallels to that right like you mm -hmm. have it's it's regional uh sort of like origin uh, yeah, siloing that happens more so in the 90s. You have your East Coast, West Coast, Southern, and uh, Midwest, Chicago, really. And yeah. then, it, like, it's slowly sort of, like, now morphed into more genres. Your mumblecore, your yeah. not mumblecore, but right. rap, your uh, conscientious rap, your boom bap. Like, it, it's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, where, because, I mean, like, technology, just, like, and ease of access, and where we're all just no matter where we are geographically we're all living in the same cyber space right it, it yeah it tore down those like boundary walls and like geographical limitations where now you yeah. you have so many so many more influences so now even if you're you know grew up on west coast rap and live in the west coast you can sound just like a, a an east coast yes. rapper and like pass off until you know it's yeah it's 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 interesting yeah it, it's that, also that is... it's also like um I've had a lot of talks because like the, the like punk and hardcore that I'm into now, like is vastly different and like a completely different world and scene and like demographic than the punk and hardcore in the same area, state, county, even that I grew up in. And, um, you know, I, I've talked with Jordan about it and tried to explain it, like how something that's called the same thing can be so different, even in the same location. And it's just because it pulls from different origins and roots but it all became so like um like so uniform that you it's so hard to differentiate without the genres but it's two genres that don't want genres so it's two mm -hmm. genres that don't want to be defined by anything and in doing so don't have a definition like to differentiate themselves but they're so different yeah but i mean it's interesting that like something that you're touching on is that like these regional differences aren't real in as much as they reflect uh, like lack of access to resources. And once those resources become you know, more uh, commercially available, the regional differences sort of dissipate. And like you, you instead see more interest in like type of sound as opposed right. to like uh, like the, the people around you next to you yeah yeah the sound that's next to you yeah right I, absolutely because even even like growing up when i first got into it, it it wasn't that the same access as it is now so i didn't 
know about this the other the other sounds until I got older and live in the city and you know um, media share and, and file sharing like really blew up it became so accessible and I discovered like a, an entire generation that I didn't, I didn't know about I was able to like adjust my sound and in doing so adjusted my entire um, ethos and my entire like outlook on everything which is you know when I made that transition of being like super hyper aggressive and angry to like uh more i don't know like action actionable and uh you know focusing on what i can do instead of focusing on what is inevitable and what has been done does that make sense yeah no, definitely yeah that's as a, that would be interesting four hours Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Tyler? What are you, what are you giving four hours on? Television. All of it? Yeah. TV. Yep, I can talk about it. I can talk about it. Anyway. You could narrow it to like sitcoms specifically. I could do, yep, I could do sitcoms. Like I could do mythology. But are, are you doing like the evolution of sitcom? Are you doing like, like what is sitcom? Well, I mean, um, the, the, the format of a sitcom is just a herald from improv. It's just 20 <sighs> to 30 of like a standard story but it's just that have acted out so like a herald could be dramatic it could be comedic but the situational comedy is like written to the strengths of the major players which is why there's like always a set cast and they only have guest stars or like whatever to like make it more interesting but you know, like, you know a lot of comedians get sitcoms because you hear their material for years and years and years and it's like oh know who that is like you can identify the star very easily and they're playing to their strength they're telling jokes that they would tell in their acts or like in person you know everybody loves raymond says based on the comedy stylings of ray romano and it's like yeah because he's that's you know this is his so, show Him. so then like by that like would you posit that um all successful or not not all but generalized like success successful um sitcom actors slash comedians are like character act actors that they've like developed um like outside kind of forces that make their character like um funnier because you know like their outside material like it like yeah. culminates yeah, but into would, like but I would, the only thing i would counter that with is like scrubs right so like scrubs is like situational comedy like and it's multi-cam so it's not like canned laughter from the audience or anything but zach braff is just zach braff like i don't know who he was before scrubs and i don't think he was like a stand-up or had any like uh, yeah. right. he was just a guy who auditioned and got it like an actor uh, yeah. happened to be a very comedic show afterward so like donald uh, Faze, he was on mad tv so he he came from improv and like structured stuff that they were putting on television um so like uh, it, Kind of makes sense that he would play the best friend kind of thing but <clears throat> like yeah then you got yeah a bunch of like just random people pretty much who are like bigger well well, well i mean you have something like like the office where steve carell was like kind of established um but other than that like at the at the start of that show like it was and even now a vast majority of that those act actors like didn't do anything else like they were just like people you know they're basically extras that <laughs> got on got a role and like became does steve know, Carell have any sort of like stand-up experience 
No, um, but he was a correspondent no. on The Daily Show. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, I, and I mean, like, you're seeing, like, careers get built and, like, people do different things, which is always so interesting, too, that I find, like, you know, I'll watch something that I think, oh, I'll just, like, put it on errantly and, like, be whatever, and I'll see somebody that I know and, like, I just never knew they were in that thing and be like, whoa, that's them, like, this is just, like, it's a job, you know, it's work, and, like, right. so yesterday, or today even, I learned that Robert Downey Jr. was a cast member on SNL in 1985. It was a weird year SNL, right? The regular? What? Like a regular. Yeah, he was, yep, that year, it was Marlon Wayans, Robert Downey, Anthony Michael Hall from, like, all the 80s movies. What? John Lovitz, and then, like, a couple other, like, pretty, like, big celebs for the time who, but they, like, didn't know what they were doing that year, so they just, like, hired a bunch of, like, popular people but who weren't necessarily comedic didn't have any background in it they just hired actors basically, who were like were trying to propel their career um and it like didn't work it was such a shitty season that like <laughs> all of those guys got either fired or quit like robert downey jr one season um which i think is like incredibly interesting um yes so all right i'd listen to four hours of that as well <laughs> <laughs> we talk about four hours of the shit that entertains me. I'll say, I'll see you. What do you got, Jordan? Taylor Swift. Four hours on Taylor Swift. I, yeah, I fully believe that. But what I will say is that I think people can talk about Taylor Swift for a long time. But what I would talk about would be like her role as a really big white woman who is passively liberal and like her influence that she has more importantly I would talk about her like how she evolved as like well how she became ultra famous like byproduct of like um like she just basically like utilizes like her fans like rabbit holes and like make something out of them and i think that some of it is intentional like she always has all they always talk about like taylor swift and taylor swift's easter eggs for her next album or when things are going to drop or what it's going to be about and like her later albums like her her new releases that are all on her own record that aren't in the whole like scooter brawn like drop <laughs> are incredible like lyrically they're very like they're really impre impressive like it's poetry like it's to me it's like not like you read it and you could be like oh this is poetry this isn't just pop music but i think it's interesting that like she uses like people like go so far to say like she uses her her celebrity friends like she's very good friends with like what's that girl's name Serena Vander was it Blake Lively, like this other, she's like gossip girl. She's married to Ryan Reynolds, like all of these. Like, what? Yeah. So what? like this, she uses them and like their social media and their presence in like the internet world to like hint at when her albums are gonna come out or when this to like create this like hype and excitement around like oh I figured out the theory like I figured so what I would 
be able to talk about, I'd say all of that to say, what I would want to talk about is like her influence on like fandom culture and how that like evolved mm. and like hyper, like makes people like hyper and spiritless. Um, did you talk about like Taylor Swift conspiracy theory? What did you say? You talk about Taylor Swift's conspiracy theory. Which one? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that would be your 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 oh, general yeah, yeah. like underlying theme would be like conspiracy theory in okay. yeah. a, a, surrounding Taylor Swift and yeah. and how it how it benefits her and how she's turned that into a wildly successful pop career. Exactly. But also how she's like laid this, like you see other pop people, like you see other people doing this, where instead of just being like, hey, I have an album coming out at this time, it's like they put out this mysterious Instagram post that like yeah. the have to decode. So yeah, like, it's all about hype. Um, being like, my album drops on this day. I also think that in this day and age, calling someone passively liberal is like such an insult. Like if someone right? Out cast, right? Liberal, it's like, oh, so I like I, think that I, I think that I care, but I don't do jack shit and don't yeah, actually yeah. like. Yeah. Passively liberal is I know how to navigate uh, a conversation without upsetting right. most people. Right, without actually making any points and just yeah. like uh, kind of agreeing and putting in all different all types of waters. That's exactly what she does. Will I stop listening to her music? No. So that's how much the fandom outweighs her politics. Interesting. Yeah. That would certainly be an interesting, uh, I don't know, it wouldn't be a footnote, but that'd be an interesting aside within the presentation. Very interesting. In, in hearing, all the, like, I'm impressed with myself on a, how well I've managed to, like, miss hearing any Taylor Swift songs for the last, like, probably eight years. Like, I don't, I didn't realize she was still so relevant. Like I generally, generally did not know she was like not relevant again in recent. Well, well, because I know she, she, I know she just fucked her and Adele just fucked and the Red Hot Chili Peppers just fucked the um the record industry like physical like vinyl industry because they printed so many fucking records for for all their new shit that plants are plants are backed up for like two years like they don't have the resources because of like chain supply stuff the supply chain stuff to like press any more records so like independent record labels can't put out records because they, they don't have enough materials because like because like Taylor Swift was like a fucking four four lp fucking discography released and and wow. every every major store in the country in the fucking world got three thousand copies you know what i mean right. so it's like of course like there's no more because it's a finite resource. There's no more vinyl <laughs> yeah. to be pressed right now. It's the plastics and the oil to make that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what I, haven't, what I haven't really figured out by my, like, understanding is, like, whether she is, like, involved in a, a bigger picture scam or if it's just for her, like, personal gain. I think it's probably just her personal gain, but I also wouldn't be surprised. The, like, you're, t- you're talking about, like, the 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 reissue under her own licensing thing yeah well that that i mean that alone is like she it kind of reminds me of like disney how disney like plays to like like toy story came out when we were kids and then mm-hmm. went to college when we were going to like when right yeah we followed andy right, right. Yeah, yeah 
it reminds me of that in a lot of ways like the way she did it like the first oh see it makes me emotional thinking about it though because so the first album that she re-released was fearless so it was her second album so it wasn't her debut it was like the second one that she came out with and she released that when she re-released it first so it's like her when she was 16 but the way the songs are written are like now when you think about like oh it's taylor swift singing these songs as a 30 year old it's like her singing them to her 15 year old self which is like how i consume that music now it's like when i was 15 and in high school i was like oh yeah fuck the boys this relates to me but now it's like oh this song is about singing about being better like whatever it's these very like universal themes of like what you want to tell your younger self and so that was the first thing she put out then she put out like you know she there's other stuff that she's done since then then she put out rat like it it's very intentional the way she's doing it to like reignite the fandom she had then but then make it relevant to like gen z now too Mm -hmm. i think it's everything she's doing is like there's a reason for it and that's what I could talk about forever. Is like, why now? Why is this reason? What is the zeitgeist? What is pop culture talking about? What TikTok is it? Like, you could look at it and know that everything she's... And even when I was like, you know, you, you go through like the phase when everyone's like, oh, I hate Taylor Swift. Everybody hated Taylor Swift. I was like, oh, Taylor Swift, whatever. I didn't like her either. But it was like, you know, it's rooted in a lot of misogyny and like, whatever. But even in like those times, you can still see how everything she was doing, like she was a very, and even then when I was like, I don't like Taylor Swift's music, I don't like this. I was like, but she's a good businesswoman. And like, that's, that would be my Taylor Swift, the conspiracy of business. (laughs) The conspiracy. Well, now, now, finally, what are you doing it on? Yeah. Like for my psych class? Yeah. All right, for, for Psych, I'm going to be doing a... Well, I'm obviously not going to be a presentation, but it's going to be on um, suicidality and suicide rates and uh, how suicide rates are going up for kids in general, uh, specifically for Black kids uh, and the ways that that is not really being addressed by the psychological community writ large and potential uh, interventions that we could be implementing around that. But that's, you know, that's, that's the Psych presentation you know and then then what would you do it personally if i could do anything and so what i would do is i would like to have a four-hour presentation that once and for all closes the conversation on our video games art i want to definitively end this tired question (laughs) and and just sort of shut everyone up about (laughs) uh about this topic but it's just like, all right, you know, we, we've we've had, you know, this has been a point of contention for video games literally since its inception. Um, yeah. It is so, it, it's, it's something that people who really do engage with the medium have found really just uh, obnoxious and sort of uh, unnecessarily, unnecessary to engage with probably since, fuck, I don't know, Zork, <laughs> like, I don't know, right. Doom? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, like, take your pick. Yeah, like, because, like, if you're in that world and you're engaged with it, it becomes almost like a um, subconscious understanding that in order to embark on this journey, you have to already have a preconceived notion that, yes, this is art, and it's not just a waste of time. It's like, you know, an experience, and uh-huh, and uh-huh. All, all these things have to be set in place before you even start. So it's like, 
oh wait you're questioning something that i like thought of and like decided on when i started years ago as a child like and it can, can like carried that throughout my entire life like how are you that daft to just like yeah. in, in 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 like yeah. one in one swipe of like swipe of wag of a finger you can think that you can just like tear down like the entire like morality that i exactly. you know and viewpoint that i have that's which is that's just like how i I was just gonna say that's also how I feel about cartoons like I saw this tweet yes. one time where a guy was talking to somebody else and they were like oh I thought children made cartoons because they're for children and like meant it, it was like was oh I like, thought what <laughs> what child do you know draw like draws at that left like yeah exactly mm-hmm. like but like even so it's like people don't pay attention and we're never into themselves so it's like yeah it's not for them so they don't know like, but so I would, I'd love to just, right, because you would start with a, like, what is even art? Like, when we say art, what are we talking about? What do we mean? Why are we creating lines? And how do we create these lines? Where do these lines come from? Are they societal? Are they cultural? Are they familial? Like, what is this? And right. then once we get past the fact that it really is a very, very big circle, much bigger than uh, some people uh, conceive of, you know, then we can begin to get into like, well, what makes art engaging and worth engaging with? And what are the ways that games uh, in, allow us to access that? Not even just video games, but games in general, right? So I would want to talk about board games. I want to talk about tabletop games. I want to talk about card games. Like I would go into gaming as a way of social interaction and social expression. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think you'd have to break down like all, like all the the parts of that like you're, you're right you have you have two separate topics here you have art and it's and foundationally in that question you have or that topic you have art and you have games mm-hmm. right like like the the umbrellas of both so you have to dissect those first and break them down to a like um like primitive definition in order to then build them back up and relate them to video games as we know them today exactly and then you know once once we get there like once we understand what art is, once we right. understand the ways that games as a concept allow us to engage with art, then we can talk about video games, the ways that it works, the ways that it doesn't work, the ways that it can you know, sort of grow as a field. I mean, I would love to sort of point out how uh, you know, literature as a medium took until the 90s, 80s maybe if you're generous, to understand postmodernism, where mm-hmm. games took like 20 years maybe. Like the first right. postmodern game, I would say, is probably like Metal Gear Solid, which like came out in the nineties. So that's like, I mean, the, the, like the acceleration rate of, of art um, or of video games is really interesting. And uh, and then I would I would wrap it all up by talking about Kingdom Hearts and how Kingdom Hearts is just <laughs> like emblematic of what video games are, can be, and will be, and how if if you love games if you love art you implicitly already love kingdom hearts <laughs> that would be the end thank you the end thank you shocked sure. like <laughs> it would just be for her you know before you present that to the world so i can invest all my stock in whatever kingdom hearts Where is under it's because that's gonna skyrocket <laughs> oh yeah yeah all right well <laughs> On that note, I yeah. gotta go get ready for bed because uh, <laughs> it's late, and tomorrow's my first day with my um, long commute, so I gotta Shoot. mentally yeah. prepare. Yeah.
How long is the commute? Like an hour? No, 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 no. It'll probably be like 35 minutes. Okay. But like, but like compared to my six minutes before, yeah. it's very different. Yeah. Okay, so, wait. Uh, before you go, really quick story. You guys walk out down this hallway, okay? And then you, you come to a door, and the door has a knob. You can turn the knob easily, and you, and you do. You walk out into a room that is lit with torches. There's uh, an open doorway that comes from the north, which you can assume was the alternate route you could have taken um, if you had gone left. Okay. And then in the room, there are three other doors that are all closed. And the door you just walked out of has a picture ball on it. It's a, a skull-headed man with long curved blades for arms. Um, and then there's a door directly in front of you, which would be going east. And that door is adorned with a big, strong, burly guy wearing a bucket helmet. And his gauntlet is black and he holds broken shackles. And then to the south is like a cloaked figure, like a, like a kind of like a Grim Reaper looking thing, but the face is hidden and the skeletal hands are clutching a creaming, uh, not a creaming, a screaming human skull. So if you go straight, you'll go to Bucket World. And if you go right, you go to Screaming Skull World. And behind you is where you just came from is Ball is the um, guy with blades for hands, <laughs> signifying how murderous he is. Okay. Uh, so that's, Guys, that's I'm so tired. <laughs> like, I look at I'm just like, I am so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. This isn't a good sign. I have one spell slot left. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty fine, so. I mean, listen. Shut up. <laughs> Are you ready to carry, Jordan? Because yeah, I've been saving my spells for the long game. I have, I got my wand of wonder, wand of wonder, and my fire bolts cantrips. But I, I still have mage armor. It's just an eight-hour spell. I have a couple more level one spells, but that's it. Nice. I have so. one level one spell, and then I'm also at, exa- at exactly half health. <laughs> okay. Wait, what is your save? Uh, right now I'm at thirteen out of twenty-six. Twenty-six. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know, because somebody has, like, 44 health. I think you have, like, 44 yeah, health. Right. Yeah, because... Jesus, Chris. <laughs> yeah, nice. you, have, you have, like, me I, and Z combined health. Yes. <laughs> I have 46 health. Because I... Because yeah. I leveled up in Barbarian, so I got to roll a d12 instead of a d... Whatever. Yeah. Six or eight, is it? Yeah, I got a d6, so... It's not fun. <sighs> Squishy bard... About to die. I got no spells. Let's do this dungeon. Well, it's just a a little gnome with a loot on one side and a little gnome with a wand on the other side, and then Seraphina in the middle, just like protecting us. Like, you don't touch my boys. Exactly. <laughs> big mama bear energy. Yeah, big mama halfling. I don't think you've ever That's been to the tank before. I know, I've never been to the tank. I'm very excited. But I, I also, like, I picture Serafina to be, like, a tank, but, like, this kind of underlying, like, um, like, she's really, like, a diva. Like, that's why she has, like, she can't be bothered with the, like, 
the mess. Like there's there's layers to it. Yeah. It's a, a baseline attack, yeah. 